Okay, so I think I have a little bit of this thing figured out, right? What is the thing I'm talking about? I'm talking about the thing of being this kind of a person that is like in the home and like totally in the living arts groove and is like this happy homemaker person, right? Like, I think I'm starting to peel the onion peels of what that looks like because like, I don't know. I think I had pockets of it, right? I always have pockets of it with my babies because they're always the most willing, right? Like they're always the ones that just want to follow you know, the mummy around and just kind of do whatever mommy's doing. And, you know, like we had different moments of that, you know, one with one, it was like, we would roll up blankets and pretend it was like gardens. And then like, you know, with others, it was like, they would always be at the sink with me. Like they live basically lived in the sink all morning while I did all the dishes. Right. And they, so they just kind of got into that groove of always being with me. And so like dishes dates was always our thing. Right. And then same with the next one. And then, you know, and then with the next one, it's kind of been this like absent thing for a little while here. Because when they came along, it was kind of like, um, I was just in the mode of needing to be outside and needing to like, you know, just be outside. So our thing, our date thing is the garden, right? Like we go to the garden. That's our, our like living arts thing, right? And then now I have this other one. And this morning we found corners. That's our date thing. We find the corners of everything that we can find corners of and we put them together and then we bring them together and bring them together and then we have this little birthday cake. And we have piles and piles of birthday cakes, right? And it was really lovely, right? Like, that is great. It's nine o'clock now. That was at four o'clock in the morning. Like, I, I, I think I need to give myself a little bit of slack while I'm a little bit off a little bit irritable, a little bit kind of like I didn't get to do my stuff this morning, right? Because other people chose to be awake at the time that I do my stuff. And so I've been just present with them being like this like happy homemaker lady person um, doing the whole living arts thing. And it was a very beautiful moment, right? Lots of beautiful moments, lots of peaceful kind of sweet moments together. It was really good. Um, and then got to this point where I like the fear steps in right where I'm just like nursing and helping her lay down and I could have just stayed there right I could have just stayed there but there was a part of me that was like I cannot afford to be laying down right now we made it so she has to stay upstairs and then she goes back into her room we made a wall with all the blankets thank you and now the baby is not down here anymore she's actually going to go for her sleep which is a really great thing because her two brothers are genius engineer people this morning trying to help her calm down and help her go to sleep because she didn't sleep this morning. So that's pretty cool. So anyways, as I was saying, I feel really grateful that I can at least come into that space of mind of like, this is why I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling a little bit irritable, maybe not as much now. Um, just noticing that like I was sitting there nursing and I couldn't if I just only had me and the baby and that was my whole focus the whole day I probably would have nursed her and just slept with her for like the next few hours right because we both need the sleep but there was a part of me being like I don't know who's gonna make breakfast I don't know who's gonna clean the kitchen I can't afford to get into that space of thinking like oh I'm just gonna do nothing this morning just like I did nothing yesterday, you know, to do with like homemaking stuff and, and think it's going to work out because I knew there was no dishes. I knew there was no food 
And, and there was that part of me that was like, I would love to just lay here with the baby. I would. I need the sleep. She needs the sleep. When I get up, she's not going to sleep. And neither am I. So, like, there was a part of me that was like, I really need to just stay here, right? Like, if I had no other things going on, of course I'd be staying there, right? So that made a lot of sense to do that. But then there was the other side of me being like, but, but what am I going to do? Because now's the time before I'm hangry for me to do something to just, like, help set ourselves up. So that we're, so that, because I hate, I hate those moments where I'm hangry and then everybody else is getting hangry too, but somehow I'm supposed to be the grown-up and be some kind of this like mature hangry version of a person and show the way of like what mature hangry looks like. And, and that, you know, that really doesn't always go great because I don't know how to be a mature hangry. I just know how to be hangry when I'm hangry, right? And so really... And then it turns into this funny spiral of like back and forth, like hangry versus hangry. When really, if I could have just gotten up and done something, I wouldn't even be hangry in the first place. Even though I would much rather be laying down, right? Even though I'd much rather just be not. But I can't just depend on other people to fix my hangry. That's the deal. That's what it actually looks like to be a mature hangry person. It's like you are hangry but you can't just wait around for someone else to fix your hangry, right? Because I guess there's a part of me that is a control freak because I'm sure if I waited around long enough, someone would fix my hangry for me. But I, it might be like two weeks down the line until someone figured out, oh, she's hangry. She needs some help. What can I do to help her, right? Versus like someone like me that has a bit of that like hangry intuition. I think it comes with motherhood. It's like as a mother, you just kind of like get into that state when you become pregnant where you just are so aware. You're like hyper aware. You get your superpowers of hyper awareness of like nurturing and caring and like how to make sure that you're like so supportive of like every little detail that could be supportive of, right? And so then it kind of trickles in when the babies come and all this thing, you become extra supportive in all of these other areas too, to be like, oh, they're hungry. You know, that's my deal, right? Like I make sure that, that we're feeding the hungry, we're clothing the sick, right? Like we're clothing the naked and we're like, you know, like liberating the captive, those kinds of things, right? And so it's like built into my DNA in some ways for me to be like, no, 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 we cannot do hangry, you know, at all costs, we will not do hangry because that is when we put ourselves into a space of danger right? From being able to be receptive to what is truth and goodness, right? Because we get so hangry that we like lose, you know, our abilities, right? In the, in a way that, that we would have those abilities if we just were preventative in the first place, right? And that's kind of how I feel when I, when it's like, whether it's hangry or whether it's messy, decluttered spaces, I just really believe in the power of having spaces that are clear and ready for us to use, as well as food prepared and people able to like access them. And I feel like that's really preventative so that we can stay on the light side, right? We can stay in our spiritual man and we don't have to have darkness kind of guide our, you know, directives for the day because that is what happens, right? So it's like, there was a part of me that was like, man, I just want to stay here and I totally could, right? But I feel like in some ways it was one of those moments of like, I just got to get up and I got to do something because I can, right? Rather than get into that mode of thinking it's somebody 
else's job to make sure that I am strengthened to be able to do what I need to do today, to be strong, right? Because that's really what it boils down to. At the end of the day, it's like, is this choice going to bring about more strength or is it going to bring about more weakness at this very moment, right? And I just have to be honest and be like, I need to choose the thing that's going to help bring about more strength for myself and others around me, rather than thinking that it's just going to be nothing, right? It's not going to influence anything, whether or not I lay down for an extra 15 more minutes or not, when really it's like, no, I need to be on the ball before things start hitting the fan, right? It's like, I need to do that because I have the cognitive ability to, right? That's the th the other thing. I used to be so confused about this parenting adult thing versus child thing. It's like, well, how come I need to be the one that like does all this stuff? Why can't the kids be the ones to do it, right? But it's that's the difference. I have the cognitive ability like to be experienced enough and educated enough to actually make an educated decision about what I'm doing. They don't. They only have like two years experience, maybe 10 years experience in life. I've got 30, right? And so it's like I got to step into my 30 zone and be like, I got to act as if I've got 30 years under my belt because that's what I'm accountable for, right? Like they're only accountable for knowing how to like clean up and take care of things like a two-year-old, right? Or like uh, whatever-year-old, right? And so, but like, but the thing is that's so bad is that I feel like the, the effort that I put in only puts out a two-year-old's effort as well, right? Like I, and I, I hear other people say this all the time. They're like, oh, you're actually a really good cleaner. Like you're not like a baby queen. You're actually like a year cleaner. And I don't always see that, like not often at all. Like, I really just see myself as this two-year-old cleaner. So then I'm always just like, well, what's the point of me doing the cleaning thing? Because clearly, I don't do a much better of a job at all anyways. Um, but at the end of the day, it just comes back to that cognitive accountability stuff, right? It's like, I'm the one, it's kind of like what my husband was listening to. He has these amazing extreme ownership audios. Man, they are so powerful. There's this one that's called like, the oath of something. So he, he was so cool. He took his voice and he read the oath of like a Navy SEAL. And he put like music to it. And it is epic. It is the best thing, one of the best things I've ever heard. Like, other than, like, the Young Woman's theme or, like, the Release Society theme, like, the Navy SEALs theme is holy smokes. Like, oh, so inspiring. Like, it's just all about extreme ownership, right? Like, that's basically what it is. And so it's just like, teaching people to, like, get into this mindset of being like, this is my duty, right? Like, this is my job to pay attention to the details that I can pay attention to and do something because I can do something with what I can do, right? That's basically all of it. But I love the way that they just go about it. It's like so amazing. So, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I was kind of getting into this tizzy mode. I always, like, I always know that's my trigger. It's like I know I'm on yellow when I'm, like, really grumpy doing the dishes, and I'm just really grumpy, and I just keep getting grumpier and grumpier because I'm still doing the dishes, right? But then there's that part of me that was like, nope, I can't afford for grumpiness to wreck my day because I get to choose whether I'm grumpy or not, right? So then I'm like, okay, at least while I'm still doing something that I would prefer not to be doing and I prefer to just be sleeping right now, I could at least just be like, hey, I can podcast and I can talk while I'm doing something that I would prefer 
so much work to do and all of this kind of thing. And there I'd be like playing my video games or like um, watching TV for like 10 hours a day or 16 hours a day. And I'd be like, well, I have none. Too bad for you. <laughs> and I would just be this little like squeaky, squeaky wheel somehow getting by with these parents that just didn't feel like the need to ask me to help with anything. Um, and so then, so now I'm paying for it, right? Like I'm paying for it big time, where it's like I'm starting to learn the things that I never got to learn as a kid, where it's like grit yourself through doing some things that you would just prefer to not do. Like I would talk to some people and they would talk about how their parents would get them to look through the trash to find stuff that they, they've like lost in the trash. So they'd have to be going through piles and piles of garbage to like search for this stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness, your parents were just so, they just believed in you. They totally believed in your ability to just like do hard things and do gross things and do things that like, you know, you would think that you wouldn't ask someone that's little to do because like, you know, there's there's two mentalities, right? There's the mentality of like, oh, just, just let them be little and don't make them do anything that would be fantastic and wonderful. And then there's the other side of people where they're just like, oh no. <laughs> they're like the kick butt mamas, like the, the kick butt boot camp mamas that are like, oh no, they need to learn hard things. They need to grow stronger. They need to have as many experiences as possible that, that, that test them and make them like, you know, have to question and like be challenged and that kind of thing. And I have yet to figure out where I, where I am with, with that. Because I think, I think at the beginning, I was totally the challenge one. I was like, uh, there was this book that we read at one of these youth retreats that we went to and helped with. Actually, I don't think I actually read it. I barely ever read actual books. I just like talking about them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there was this book. It was called like something like Do Hard Things or something. And I remember that mantra just sticking with me, being like, oh, yeah, that's an amazing thing, right? But at the right time, right? At a time when a person's like past the age of 12 and they like are really in that great phase where they're capable of doing hard things and it's not going to like traumatize them, right? Like that's how I felt when I got to do like rugby or wrestling or things like that. It was like controlled hard things, right? I knew there was going to be a beginning and end to it, even like a time limit to that. And so I was totally fine doing hard things in that kind of environment, right? And so I love that kind of thing. I love being challenged within a framework of a certain time limit that had deadlines to the hard things, right? So yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking of that. Um, and I, yeah, but I actually do. I really actually believe that like most of a childhood should really be a lot of the whimsical, beautiful, like, like just David style, right? Where you don't like get them to pick up the woodpile when they could just be watching the ants. Like I actually think that that's absolutely awesome. Like I really do. And I really do feel like there's another actual balance there too, where there actually can be beautiful whimsical moments doing good, good work that doesn't have to seem like it's hard work, even though it is, right? Like today, what, like folding? Like folding. I did like three baskets of fold. I did all of the corners today with my two-year-old. It took us like hours. We just did it, right? But it was just this beautiful play. She was like, oh, let's find some more corners. And she was just like finding every one. We did big blankets, we did big sheets. We did, we filled, no, we did four. We did four bins. And we stuffed them full, right? And then we brought them downstairs and we filled up some, like, 
some drawers full of them, right? And that's the thing. Like, that's the same with gardening, right? Like, a lot of people have this idea that gardening is this, like, hard work, like, hard labor kind of stuff. But I don't think that I've ever seen it that way until maybe later on. Like, I've been a gardener for, like, the last six years now. And honestly, I feel like... I feel like I'm only just starting to feel that that intensity, right? Because for the beginning, it was just all about, oh, let's just let's just make birthday cakes in the dirt, right? And let's just make candles. And like every little like thing that we were growing is like another candle, right? And that's really what I think about it. Like actually, it really is. So yeah. So like there it is. It's like I feel that with gardening. And now I just open the doors to feel that way about laundry with my two-year-old, you know? I find that's one of the biggest blessings of having a baby is when I can just be present with my baby, it's like she opens me up to this world that I've forgotten about, right? And whenever I get to be with her and just be with her, I love it. I could spend hours and hours, days and days, I could just go on a baby's retreat and do baby gardening and do baby laundry and do baby like art and baby everything for like weeks and weeks and feel like that would heal me because I actually believe it would, right? That is the healing power of babies, children, all of this kind of thing. Like every so often I kind of complain, right? I'm like, oh, like I have so much to do because of this, that, and the other, but it's really not true, right? The, the, what's actually going on is that I'm spending so much time enjoying the little people in my life that I really focus on that and then and then I turn the other eye sometimes and realize, oh dear, like we've been spending so much time enjoying each other that actually we are now living in a literal garbage dump. So so let's let's just turn gears a little bit again so that we can do the enjoying thing all over again. Like and so that's really what's going on here. It's like it's not that like, you know, like I'm not love, or it's not that like I'm mad at everyone or whatever. It's really that's the cycle, right? We spend chunks of time enjoying one another, and supporting it with each other with the things that each other care about, and then there's the other side of the cycle where it's like, okay, now it's time to just like put things back together so we can do more of that enjoying thing again, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm glad I could come to terms with the truth of what's going on because I know it. I know Satan tries to work on mothers all the time. He tries to tell them lies about how how little their family loves them and then mothers will leave their families because they're feeling so so like distraught by by being like the slave of the home or whatever. When really if I can step into the truth of what's going on here, I can really get the perspective be like, no, I'm not like a slave. Like I'm actually this person enjoys my life and what I get to do because this is my only time I'm gonna have little people in my life that cherish and love me right there's no other time in my life that happens like every so often I have my kids my friends kids with me right but it's not the same they're like scared of me because they might not know me well or even if they do know me well it's still that there's still that separation of like you're not my mom right you're just a grown-up that's around me that's telling me what to do right and and there's something so special about being that mom person right it's not just that you're just this person that you know people just start like 
abusing their power with and not like caring about and all this kind of stuff. There's actually some hardcore evidence of like beautiful um, synergy that happens between baby and mom and child and mom, teenager and mom, like like young adult and mom and like mom and mom, right? Like it's just like it's it's one of the most beautiful cycles I could ever consider to be a part of. And I still remember that when I had my first baby in me and she was about to come, right? Like, and I remember sitting there realizing, oh, my baby's gonna come today. Like, I'm gonna meet my first baby today, right? Like, I'm gonna get to hold her today, right? Like, and there was something that just like overcame me as I was like sitting there waiting for the next contraction to come. It like, it, I wouldn't say that I became excited for the contractions, but I would say that it became, it like, it definitely eased the burden. Because there was that moment where I really realized, I was like, I am about to experience a life experience that I will never regret and I will never get to experience again. And, and it's opening up a season and a chapter in my life that I will never get to do again in the same way, right? Because it's going to be the first time I get to be a parent for however many years, right? And, and I'm going to be learning how to do it for the first time with these people. And, and it's just going to be this glorious season of my life to just be this baby parent, right? To learn how to ba be parent babies for the first time and all that kind of thing. Looks like some of them have been taking up these. <laughs> Did a pretty good job drinking the necessary bar. Seven mm -hmm. has a bunch of bubbles in it. <laughs> Yeah, Molly was moving it around. Oh. It was probably right here. But it's just on the outside. Yeah. So anyways, I love how this turned around for me today. Because seriously, I was so tizzied. I was so grumped. Because I was like, Rrr. it was 4 a.m. when I got to work out today. And and, and, and that's kind of where I was going with that. But thankfully, we have choice. We have agency in our lives to notice when things are going a little bit not the way we would like, and we have agency to be able to choose and say, oh, well, I don't wanna go down that path. I actually see another path that I haven't even noticed for a little while because I've been focused on this path, but I can just turn around and be like, oh, this is the path I want. Turn on the podcast and just like carry on with who I actually am, who my family actually is, and like, let's just do this, right? Like, because it's, it's like literally a let's do this kind of week. Because I'm a month away from Roots Tech starting, and I just found a calendar of like, what, like these like classes, like for the rest of the next three months or something, that is like being hosted by like the Family History Research Center in Salt Lake City. And so they're gonna host these like different classes um, about everything under the sun genealogy, like, you know, one hour every day or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I would love to do this, right? So it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm gearing up to be able to be this like high functioning person that like totally has like their chores down in the day so they can like totally take time to like learn stuff like throughout the day, not just like in the wee hours of the morning and then be like totally like exhausted for the rest of the day to be able to do anything else. But yeah, I feel like the COVID time has been this actual really good inner winter time for me for me to actually honor that inner winter and just be able to actually be restored and like rejuvenated so that I can just like 
really go at life in a way that's really going to work for me and my family. And I don't know why it's so dirty in here. I think like the potatoes just like brought their potato juice into these little racks and stuff. But anyways, I'm grateful that I can notice that now because I wasn't able to notice those kinds of things before. I was just kind of this like beginner style homemaker person that would just only be able to see what I could see, right? But now I feel like I'm like maturing to be able to notice like tiny little details that make a difference to be able to make it so that, like, okay, so one of my dreams is to become one of those people where you like, you get a ride from someone, or no, you give rides to other people, right? And they step into your vehicle and you sit down and you're just like, did you just buy your vehicle today? Because clearly, like, it's spotless. Like, it's like, it's as if it was professionally cleaned like every five minutes of the day. And that's like how I feel about certain of my mentor, cleaning mentor people. Like, they literally have their lives kind of like that. And it's just like, it always boggles me. I'm just like, how can you be like a happy person, but be so clean, right? Because I think I've always equated unhappiness with cleanliness. Clean, that means you're super unhappy because you're so stressed about having to be clean all the time, right? But it's like it's super impressive whenever I can find these people that are actually super happy-ish kind of people, and like they they are super clean. You know, I guess I say ish because I kind of have this like pride thing in me. I kind of feel like I'm one of the happiest people I know. Like I feel like you know, if I could be a coach in anything, it would be on like life happiness and like peace, right? There was this funny thing that we saw it in this like video the other day and they were totally joking on all of like the yoga master guru people and it was this goat that was this yoga person trying to like teach everybody else how to be happy and like all of this kind of thing. Anyways, it was so funny. So I was, yeah, but anyways, so like, yeah, I just had to say that because I think every so often we need to hear about how each other feel about themselves, even whether it's good or bad, right? I, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that I actually believe that I'm probably one of the happiest people I know. And it's not like I'm saying like I that I am the happiest person in the world. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I look forward to the day where I can meet other people that can be my own mentors for happiness, right? Like, cause there's a lot of people I know and there's beautiful people all over the place, but, and a lot of the time I find I'm the one trying to help them to find their balanced, happy place, right? And I just can't wait for the day that I find these happy, wait a minute, I think I totally have found them. I totally have, cause my, a couple of my friends are health coaches this year and they are those people. They actually are, they're those people that I look to that I'm like, you're so happy and you're so good at being balanced. And like, I have so much to learn from you. And and, I, and for some reason, I haven't been going to their coaching calls. Like I missed this last Tuesday. And anyways, I totally can jump on that bandwagon again because that, that is a thing. I need to be coached so I can be a better coach for other people. And it doesn't work when I'm like the only one, like giving out, giving out, giving out, and not like replenishing this wellspring. I love doing the women at the well. I just love that yoga pose. Today was the first day that I did yoga in the last seven days. Holy smokes, it gave me a good breath of, of perspective to be like, this is how people feel when they come to my yoga class, right? And they just step in and they're like, they're just starting from scratch, right? So I can't just like 
build yoga classes expecting that people can do everything that a person that would do yoga like once a day versus and like two to four times a day would be able to do, right? And so that was a good eye-opener moment for me to be like, got it. I need to create more sequences that are a lot more tailored to like to beginners, right? Because like I was kind of trying to lean on, oh, I just want to teach it intermediate and advanced people. But the deal is people that are intermediate and advanced, they actually don't even they don't, they don't need a yoga teacher and rely on a yoga teacher to, to coach them in the same way that a beginner would, right? So it's like it's like I might want to go to the intermediate advanced and like become like a yoga teacher training person one day. But until then, I really do need to start from the beginning of being like building up my, uh, I, said, I was going to say regime, building up the regime of the yoga. Like, um, but really, what I was going to say is like, building up like this community um, where it's it's all beginners, right? And then they eventually get to the point where they're like, oh, I want to be trained to become a yoga teacher too, right? So anyways, that was lovely. I'm really grateful I got to do so many dishes and I got so much support from my sweet sweets. <laughs> and I got to have dishes put in a way while I was watching them. It was so sweet. Anyways. That is the blessing of my life. I get the blessing of having, you know, things that are easy for me, things that are challenging for me. But then I get, I have these little sweeties that will pay attention, like, and, and be able to notice when mom's like a little bit like, oh dear, if I don't do something, a bomb is going to explode, right? And I'm so grateful that they pay attention because so often I don't really even realize it myself until it's happened and I'm like, oh, Oops, right? <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. I'm so grateful. What a good day. What a good day. Okay, so I am super grateful. Why would I say that? I really feel like it because there is a lot in my life that nobody else gets to have, right? I am the only person in the whole world that gets to experience the life that I live. And that in itself can be something of a testimony to me that I am so loved and I am so supported and so helped and like I'm cared about and I'm considered and and like I really do feel special and significant because of that sheer fact, right? And it's such a treat and an honor to be in a life that is so privileged, right? Like, I still remember waking up, you know, as a young little, I don't know, grade 5, grade 6, 10, 11, 12-year-old, you know, and just starting to read those books about, you know, underground Canada or like, you know, like fictional history kind of things but very specifically about like children or youth that were mistreated or whatever, or or adults that were mistreated and and they had to escape their situations because and become refugees or something like that. Or like, you know, or they were mistreated and you know, they just, things didn't work out in the way that they had hoped. And there was just so many disappointments, right? And they were betrayed and all those kinds of experiences. And I still remember being in those situations being like, oh, I get it, right? Like, you know, I, I had tiny moments uh, and fragments of my life where I could relate with that feeling, a feeling like, oh, like, 
I am not living the life that I want to continue living, right? And, and feeling that stuck feeling of like, oh, like if the moment that I get my agency back or I get my, my power back or any level of control of whatever in my life, like just almost like having that inner drive and grit and determination be like, I am going to safeguard it because my freedom is worth more than anything else, right? And I just remember reading all these stories and being like, yeah, like, like these are amazing people that like went through so many hard things and, you know, they did all those things and their stories are like, kind of like a testimony to help people see this is what happens when, you know, when people make choices that are poor choices and then their poor choices influence other people to have a poor life, right? And, and in some ways, it was just such an inspiring concept to me to help me just like dig deep in feeling like, no, this is important. It's so important to be a person that really pays attention and um, does everything in their own power to, to basically stand for the things that are going to allow for a person to be able to, um, you know, have the blessing of their freedom of choice and religion and, you know, freedom of choice of education and, and all of these simple things, right? Like things that I would take advantage of all the time, right? And just be like, oh yeah, like it's always going to be there. It's just fine. Like, like no big deal. You don't need to do anything to, to make anything happen or stay or anything. You just kind of float around life, right? And things are just kind of like served to you, right? Anyways, it's kind of funny that I'm like mentioning all of this right now because it's not like I'm like this hardcore activist person at all, right? Like I'm just, I just kind of do my own thing in my own home, in my own community, within the scope of the people that that I associate with and that I can have like bosom, bosom discussions with, right? Um, but I guess in some ways I'm kind of a like a very um, not like maybe under the radar or that kind of person, like uh, like naturally, maybe I am kind of an activist type of person, but I'm just not the kind that goes out and, and shows it in ways that a lot of people choose to do it these days, right? I kind of just do it in my quiet little space, in my own private little acre, right? And just kind of live it, right? Like lead by example, I guess. Anyways. I'm kind of like a generational activist. I could say that though, right? Like I really truly believe in living and doing things that will make a generational difference, right? And anyways, it's kind of funny that I'm even talking about that because I woke up today and I kind of felt a little tizzied because clearly I just have to have this kind of expectation and like perpetualness that like I'm not going to see my husband for like another six days or so. and. We don't typically do that, right? Last time that happened was like three years ago, maybe. Um, and before that, it was maybe a couple years before that. And then before that, it was like, I don't know, three years before that, right? Like three or five years before that. So like we are typically within breathing space of each other within like a 30 second jaunt, right? <laughs> because like, I feel so blessed that he has chosen a profession where he can just like do it remotely anywhere, right? 
And so then, you know, I've been so pampered, so pampered to just have him right there. And it's not like I can really interact with him throughout the day because he's really just in meetings all day anyways. But at least I can just hear him, right? At least I know he's there. At least I just can feel like, oh, well, he's like, like, it's, it's nice to have that symbol that's evidence right there, right? And not have to wonder or worry about anything over the moon because... Like, to just have that, that like, kind of background knowledge that no matter what happens, he's just going to be there within seconds anyway. So it's going to be fine, right? And so it's a huge comfort to me. And so in some ways, I'm like, you know, I get a little bit funny when he's not here. You know, I'm on the, on the phone or using technology overly too much or, you know, or I try to overschedule things to try and compensate for it. Or I try to, just like, I just, I don't know, I, I'm a little bit more seize the moment and, and almost have a bit of a scarcity mentality. Be like, oh, I'm going to seize the moment now and i got to, like, make it last for as long as possible because I don't know when's the next time this is going to happen, right? Like, this beautiful moment of, like, serendipity and, you know. But, like, I really hope that I can mature into this person, too that can somehow find my own two feet um, and find that other side of settling in to this time while my husband's away to maybe even have a bit of an extra inner winter time, right? And, and really be okay with it, right? And not feel so insecure and feel so um, like, oh, I need to do these things or feeling like such a push to, to be involved in different conversations or you know social things when naturally I wouldn't normally right like and so it's like trying to find that inner balance but then also like I kind of really do enjoy trying new things and doing new things and taking advantage of the time when I'm away from my husband too because you know it's an extra sweet time for me to connect with my kids a little bit extra and and really be able to absorb who they are and and feel of the sacredness and the gratitude of our relationships even more, right? Because there's there's even more availability and focus that I can have to feel like, oh. Because like I had a friend one time say something brilliant. She's like, you can only do three things a day or you can only serve in three of the areas or the roles that you have per day, right? You know, if you feel like your roles are like, you know, and I'm adding this in, um, you know, is like loving God, loving self, loving spouse, loving kids, loving, you know, community, those kinds of things. Is that, if that's like five of your things, you just got to choose like two or three per day, right? Two on like a day where you're just kind of backing off a little bit and not trying to push yourself. Three as a maximum, right? So then that really helped me to feel like, oh, this is why. I keep trying to find a way to like do double of what... I'm truly capable of doing right. And I also believe that there's some level of if I if I really need to tap into all of those areas in one day, I really truly believe that Heavenly Father is the one that works that miracle, right? Because there are certain days when it's like you're being asked to do like five things, maybe ten, right? Like ten rolls, right? And it just so happens that that day actually happened and worked. And you, you might be drop dead by the end of the day, but, but it still happened, right? 
And so I feel like, I think those moments are a wonderful testimony to me of like, yeah, God is a God of miracles because it doesn't make any sense that one human being could, could be that amazing, right? And and pull through that and, and do basically what's impossible, right? So I think I need to um, be a lot more mindful of, yes, this is what I can expect of somebody that is just, you know, just trying to do it themselves and just trying to superwoman themselves through this, right? And, you know, if I feel like one of those days is coming up where I really believe in a bunch of the things that I really want to do, and it's really beyond the two or three things a day kind of thing, then I can really just step into that zone of, okay, Heavenly Father, I'm really going to need this help, right? Like, please help me to see what I need to see clearly so that I can keep the Spirit with me to strengthen me throughout all the different instances in the day. You know, that I'm going to be able to start the day to be able to find the light that is mine to find, right? And turn on the lights for myself, for others around me, and, and be able to start my scavenger hunt, right? Of all the gifts that are available for me to discover and find, and to, you know, to, to make, like, to be, make it those gifts useful in my life, right? Like, that's the other opportunities that I have, too. And then, and then just, like, you know, and then by the end of the day, be like, oh, yeah. And even throughout the day. Like, being so mindful of that deep, beautiful, prayer-in-your-heart kind of attitude to be like, oh, yeah, this was a beautiful day, right? Like, this was a gift of a day for me. This was my challenge. This was my opportunity. And I'm just, like, so, 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 so glad for any level of perspective in that area because... It can be so easy to just get caught up in my own spirals of darkness and everything um, because I really feel like there's an adversary that wants me to stay there, right? And then there's that other side of me that's like, no, I don't belong there, right? Like, I was not born to stay there, right? I was born to be able to understand sorrow so then I can know joy, right? But I don't necessarily need to stay in sorrow. It's just there as a, as kind of a, you know, like a temporary moment by moment experience so that I can feel lasting joy eventually, right? Um, so even when I'm going through hard times that feel like eternity, I can have this perspective be like, no, but this is still just like one particle of dust in the expanse of all eternity of growth and like experience and fun and everything that I'm going to get to experience. So I can just take another breather. <sighs> right and just feel like it's gonna it's gonna work out if it's not the end if it's not okay it's not the end we got this right like and I say we got this whenever I say we got this I'm not saying like we as in me right like it's like no like we got this like this is like a family experience this is like heavenly father heavenly mother Jesus Christ holy ghost all on my team plus all my ancestors right and like you know and the ancestors of all those around me that like are so connected with my ancestors, right? Like, like even though we might not be of the same blood, I'm sure that we get to see our friends in heaven too, right? Like, you know, so it's like we just, whether we're connected by blood or not, I feel like we all have an impact on one another if we can tap into it and really like get into that space where we can be, we can access 
that level of opportunity and responsibility to just um, do a lot of good with some of the most small and simplest things, right?